Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, and welcome back. Some of you might be listening on my podcast and some of you might be watching this via YouTube, but whoever you are, I just want you to know that there are other mediums available to you, but I want you to know that if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the video, and the video is of my messy office and of my dog who is sleeping. Normally, I like to record my podcast and do a video of me recording them, but I look absolutely hideous. (laughs) So full disclosure, here's my messy office and my puppy because that's more presentable. All right, so I want to start off and talk to you about, well, first of all, I want to tell you this little story. So have you ever heard that song by Michael W. Smith called Surrounded? And it's the song that says, it might, it might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Well, as you might or might not know, I am raising a foodie. Her name is Jillian. And whenever she hears that song, she likes to say, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by food. And it makes all of us laugh every single time. Ooh, I'm going to sneeze. And (laughs) this morning as I woke up and I did my little burn and brew, um, as I did it, I, that song was playing and I started to smile and laugh because I started thinking about, you know, how sometimes I get caught up in singing, I'm surrounded by food. And I heard God telling me, that's your podcast you're surrounded by food. And I'm not kidding you. As I came down here and I studied Romans and I did everything I was going to do, I had no idea that I would start out this podcast talking about that song, sharing that lyric with you from my little foodie, Jillian. But that's a perfect segue into today's podcast episode, today's show episode, because all of us are surrounded by food. Many of us are surrounded by our food stories and many of us struggle because we are in that trap and we cannot get out of it. And so today, with a lot of conviction and revelation, I'm going to share with you what what spoke to me as I read Romans this morning. And I'm in Romans 7 and I think I'm starting around 7.14. So let me just take you through this. A lot of us are surrounded by food. A lot of us struggle with food. A lot of us have food stories. And a lot of us can't get out of our food stories. If you're in the Seekers Method, you understand how I see food. And I see my bondage of food as it is relative to James 4.17. James 4.17 says that when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that that is sin to you. And I'm able to see that and apply that to my weight loss strategy. And that's exactly how I coach all of the Seekers in the Seekers Method. But what I want to remind you of or impress upon your heart today is that God has given us the antidote to sin. We have a new life, a new nature, if you will, a new freedom, if you will. We are no longer bound to a law about food via a set of rules, but we are free because of that law. We now have his power in us. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. God's law, what it did was it revealed to us just how much we need him. And it is true that we need him even in weight loss. 
Romans 7.14 says, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase this because I want to weave this into how I see scripture and how it applies to weight loss. But Romans 7.14 says that the law isn't the problem, just as a diet isn't the problem. The problem is that we too are slaves to sin, even on our weight loss journey. Just like Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul here in even moving down to Romans 7, 15, just like Paul, we don't understand ourselves when we're trying to lose the weight. We want to do what we know is right to do and what will actually lead us to our weight loss success. Yet there we are. We don't do it. Instead, we do what we later regret and we enter into the habitual sabotage that causes us to just be trapped in our, rate, our weight struggle. Have you ever been there? That perpetual state of sabotage. We know that what we're doing is wrong, even as we do it, as we give into the temptation or whatever it is. And we see how we, how we just need God. We see that our sin nature within us so often dominates us. Because that sinful nature, it manifests at the intersection of what we read when we look at Romans 7.21, which says that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Can you relate to that? Oh my goodness, I can so totally relate to that. Romans 7.23 goes on to say that there is another power within me that is at war with my mind, and that power is sin. All of you seekers who are listening to this, you know this. This power so easily gets control of us when our hormones are off or when, you know, when your hormones are off, you can lose, you can succumb to this power within you. When your emotions are stirred or when overwhelm is abundant or even when stress is constant, sin in this world, sin is in this world and from this world and our bodies are subject to all of it. Romans seven twenty three says that the power of sin makes me a slave to the sin within me. This power, the sin that I'm talking about here, comes, comes about in our cravings. The, the power of sin is in our cravings for foods. It's in our habits. It's in our desire for easy. It is, it is both physical and mental. It's in our minds and in our bodies simultaneously because that is where we learned it. It's from this world. It's in this world. And it felt and it felt like it was comfortable. And so we began to desire it because when we learned it, we felt its comfort. And that's where it started to give birth to our habits and our desire to do what we could do to conform to the patterns of this world because it felt good. It was comfortable and we started to develop habits. And when we try to get out of it, we've developed excuses for why we want to stay in it. We know that we can dominate our wrong actions, even while we're trying to lose weight, with actual right actions while we're trying to lose weight. But sometimes our um, the wrong things, like temptations of this world or you know, just the things that we struggle with, that cause us to be sabotaged in our weight loss journey. These things like, um, oh, how do I want to say this? 
McDonald's drive-thru, for example, or your excuse of, I'll figure out dinner later this week because we start having excuses why we don't meal prep, or maybe we have excuses like, um, you know, I always watch this TV show from 10 o'clock until 11 o'clock at night, and then we start to find ourselves living in a perpetual state of giving into temptation or falling into bad habits because it's more comfortable and we don't get up and worship God and have our Bible time because we stay up late and we watch that show or we have a hard time staying on our diet pro program because we didn't prep our food and therefore now we're trying to just wing it through the week and now we're driving through McDonald's. We know that it's because of that power of sin inside of us that we struggle. And we have the power to dominate those wrong actions that I just described to you with right actions, but it's so hard. But the truth is this, you are either dominated by your sinful nature or you are controlled by the Holy Spirit. It is a conscious decision that you must make from a place of wisdom and you will obey that from your faith. Your heart faith is where you obey it. Your heart faith in God, not yourself. Many of us get so into, many of us get into our weight situation because of emotions. Now listen to me. You might be thinking, I'm not an emotional eater. Time to turn this show off. No, listen to me because this isn't what the world is teaching us. It is not just sadness that causes us to emotionally eat. But it's the emotion we feel of joy, maybe when we eat the lasagna, for example, or of love <laughs> that we feel toward the ice cream that we have to have every night as we sit down and binge watch, you know, whatever show. Or maybe the comfort that we get from eating popcorn while we're at the movies or um, from the ease of just being a little bit lazy because it's comfortable. Emotional eating isn't just because of sadness or stress or anxiety or frustration or anger. No, it can also, emotional eating is not just from sadness. It can also be from gladness. Okay, girl, that is, that's a quote. <laughs> and there it is. Do you see it? That's the problem right there. Emotions are a physical response that create a thought and feeling in our lives. Emotions get us into our weight problem. And then we try to use the same dynamic to use our body to get us out of our weight problem. So, I mean, like we try to use the thing that put our weight on us in the first place to take the weight off of us. Emotions, physical reactions to a sensation, all of these things are felt in our body. And yet we try to get out of our weight situation, leveraging the same means, our body. Because when we diet, we start out physically feeling the emotions of determination. Tell me if this resonates with you. You start out feeling the emotion of determination, of focus, and you have all this abundance of motivation until suddenly something triggers you. And the old emotions, the things of life, your bad habits, other physical elements, all of these things start to take over and you find yourself succumbing to temptation, driving through McDonald's, staying up late, living in excuse land. And there you are stuck in doing exactly what Romans 7.19 says. That's when you're at that crux of, I don't 
I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. We're trying to kill our sin nature with our sin nature. Say that to yourself. I'm trying to kill my sin nature with my sin nature. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, that's like trying to clean a floor that is sopping wet with a spilt glass of water by pouring more water on it. That's not going to, it doesn't work. We can't get out of our weight loss problem by using the same system that got us into it. We are dominated by our sin nature and we struggle. I hope to kind of wake you up to this today. I'm almost done, but I kind of hope to wake you up to this. You must awaken up to see how Jesus offered you a way out of this trap. His way is through a narrow gate, and then it is to remain on the narrow path. Yeah, you have to enter through the narrow gate. That's your salvation right there. But then, as you are seeking your sanctification, you must stay on that narrow path. Even in weight loss, I'm not even kidding you. God is using your weight loss journey right now for something greater that you can't even know about. So when you enter into seeing that Jesus offered you a way out of this and that his way is through that narrow gate and then it's, it is to stay on that narrow path, that is how you kill the sin nature within you. Daily, daily, I cannot emphasize it and slam my hand on my desk enough to say this, daily, you must consciously choose to center your life on him through seeking him by through seeking him leading you in the spirit and feeding your spirit because otherwise you're just feeding your sin nature you're either feeding your sin with feeling or you're or you're feeding your spirit with faith think about that you're either feeding your sin with feelings or you're feeding your spirit with faith. That's that's so powerful. When you feel the old things, the old dieter things, the old ways that you worship comfort, when you feel those things coming up, ask yourself, what would Jesus want me to do? The Holy Spirit will point out to you what is right, but you must seek his help. And then, here's the secret. You must obey it. To do this weight loss thing as a seeker, you must do hard things every single day, even when the French fries smell too good and they're too hard to resist, or even when the bite of cake seems a little bit harmless. That's you going off of the narrow path. That's you walking in your flesh and being led in your sin nature. Your sin nature feels sin's temptation and it reasons it. But your spirit sees sin's temptation and it runs from it. It guides, he, your, your spirit sees sin, sin's temptation and prompts you to run from it. You just have to pay attention to that. That still small voice is in there coaching you. You're just ignoring it because your sin nature is stronger. You have the ability, even in your weight loss journey, to radically change to be radically changed with your food stories, but it will require that you do hard things. You must be aware of your sin nature and you need to physically 
See your part. Your part, your part is taking off your sin nature and consciously putting your faith in Christ. He is the answer to your sin nature, to all of our sin nature. We do not live on food alone, but by every truth of his word. So feed your spirit God's word daily. Strengthen your spirit by removing all physical sin around you. And this comes in the form of TV and music and maybe bad friends who are influencing you in the wrong way or bad relationships or even just the foods that tempt you. That's how you remove all of the sin around you. You strengthen your spirit by removing all of the physical sin around you and by practicing your obedience. Walk in your spirit by trusting God and doing what you know that you should do. And then you can be led in your spirit to overcome this world when your flesh attempts to dominate you. Because it's tricky. The enemy is the tempter and he is stealthy. He likes to activate you in your, in your cravings. If you want radical change in your life, start stepping into the fullness of God's power by crucifying your sinful nature every single day, every hour if you need to. It's so hard at first until it gets easier, even in weight loss. Oh, hey, real quick. There's something else I wanted to say. I'm just coming in here in the private podcast to share this with you. Now, I know I just shared a lot of information with you, but I encourage you to see that, you know, everything I just talked about, everything you just heard me go on and on about, <laughs> to see the things that you need to do, not only as you practicing obedience, but as you defeating your sin nature. This is where, these are the every single day things that you need to do. Going to bed on time, doing your morning and your evening routines, um, prepping, uh, planning your food choices, planning your week, planning your obstacles, identifying your obstacles, just taking the time to slow down and realize that obedience is going to require effort and effort is going to require your focus because you taking control, you're taking control instead of being mastered by your flesh. See that what you do every single day matters. Every single day. You know this. You see me post this. We talk about this in our Thinner Circle meetings. Every single day, I get up and I sit here. And instead of seeking the gym, I sit, I sit here and I seek him. I encourage you to do that. It's because of me seeking him, my seeking him on a daily basis, that I can do all of the things that I need to do to make weight loss possible. We have to do what we are equipped to do in order to meet God halfway on this narrow path. And I can tell you that by you practicing your obedience every single day, it becomes easier. And it doesn't, but it doesn't actually just get easier overnight. It gets easier with practice. So see yourself as practicing obedience because that is you practicing defeat over your sin nature. All right, have a good day.